What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Here we go once again with you guys at Get the Ball Rolling. Happy to be rocking with you. Hoping that you are having a wonderful day as we go over all of the action that took place within the FCS last weekend and really started to break down. We're, we're on our fourth iteration of Bracketology. Uh, what is it going to be looking like uh, once when uh, the committee meets? I believe it's Sunday if I remember correctly. Uh, and what that bracket will look like. We'll kind of go over some of the rules that, that we know about. Uh, let me tell you, it is going to get messy, as always, I think, this year. In uh, in the FCS, it's as as close. Um, next to parity is, is what everybody wants. I think that there are a handful of teams that can that can win it. Uh, you know, we haven't done our tiers in a while. Uh, just do two bracketology, so I'm excited to, to kind of go over that and, and some of these things. So, uh, let's get rocking uh, into it and, and kind of the, the results of last week. Uh, right now, uh, watching Sacramento State, they're putting abs on an absolute masterclass. Uh, winning at all costs. They, they put up a, some great numbers against Portland State. It's kind of the the mode to, to have them at number one. Uh, I still think that South Dakota State uh, win in the Fargo Dome is still the best win uh, out there. I think that is the the by far the best win. Not very many people make it to uh, to, to Fargo and win. So I still think that's the best win, but I think Sacramento State has put up more impressive wins uh you know the the missouri valley uh, football conference we're kind of uh kind of going off of reputation right now this year it doesn't seem as deep uh, obviously siu at one point looked good at one point missouri state looked good at one point youngstown looked good all of them kind of falling short now no north dakota uh sitting in 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 there there's an argument to be made that uh they deserve to to be there and, and they are a really good team i, I do like um like North Dakota in that, but not as deep. The the Missouri Valley uh, Football Conference, that's three. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, North Dakota uh, is what we're kind of looking like. Uh, you know, some years you're you're debating the seven-win teams. Uh, it seems like we're going to continue to do that. But, uh, you know, you see like a Northern Iowa and Illinois State, uh, SIU, all at that five-and-five five record. Uh, Youngstown State, they might not get in just due to the fact of the uh, of, of how deep some of these other conferences are. And, and you got to understand as well, uh, with the transfer portal, it, number one is, is amazing. I know a lot of people hate it. I love it. I think it makes things, it, this is exactly what we want is parity. And uh, I think some of the kids that would normally go to a, a North Dakota State, a South Dakota State, they're going and they're playing for, you know, a Mercer. They're playing for a Furman. They're, they're going to these schools. Or even even if you want to go big time and say, you know, they don't want to go and be the third string, uh, you know, D tackle at Alabama when they can go be at Furman. 
you know, make uh, make some cheddar on the side, make 50K, 100K in endorsements and in, in, in NIL deals. And they're the big man on campus. I think it definitely uh, smooths, calms the waters. Uh, a lot of people think that it's a, it's like a, you know, a recruiting race, uh, which it is, but I think there's a lot of kids out there. Uh, I, for one, when I was being recruited, uh, I wanted to go to somewhere where I could leave a mark. And after uh, the years that I spent at Dixie State University, now Utah Tech, uh, you know, I have records there and they might not last a hundred years, but my name was, was etched in, in, in history at the university versus just being another cog, uh, in the wheel that is the, the, you know, the university or the excellence, the culture, if you want to say it. So definitely something that, uh, I think helps out. Some really other interesting games. Uh, Montana State putting up 72 against Cal Poly. Incredible. Uh, top five just looked great outside of North Dakota State. Uh, you know, 21-18 to SIU. Not super great. Sanford looks like they are legit. I have uh, not doubted them, but I've just kind of put them on the back burner because Sanford always seems like they, 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 they're kind of like the unicorn where they spike and then they come down very quick. This year's team obviously is not like that. Uh, they're playing wonderful football right now. Uh, Richmond coming out of nowhere as well. I mean, we kind of started and moving them up slowly and slowly. Uh, they're legit, and it looks like they'll be a part of the playoffs. Very interesting. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're looking at it, you know, do they get uh, a Davidson or, or uh, do they get a, uh, you know, a Holy Cross? You know, how, where are they going to be matched up against? Uh, I can't wait for the playoffs. I love the playoffs. The FCS has way too many rules about the playoffs, but I absolutely love it. Uh, some other notable games, Furman did knock off Mercer. It never felt like Mercer ever really got going. Furman had a couple of big plays, and that's what they relied on. And you know what? Kudos to, to, to Furman for doing that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad that uh, you guys know I'm a big Mercer Bears fan. Been very vocal for them. Uh, but it, they came up short, and, and when you do that at home, you know, you're, you're not going to get in. Uh, I think they're going to be on the outside looking in now, unfortunately. Um, Rhode Island lost to New Hampshire. I kind of thought that New Hampshire has kind of been pretenders all year. They were able to seal the deal. They were able to get the victory. Congratulations to uh, New Hampshire for pulling that one out. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you have uh, Youngstown State losing to Missouri State 22-25. to Kind of an ugly loss. Uh, and then I, I don't want to I don't want to put them in. I've kind of bashed on them all year. But uh, Montana uh, taking care of business against Eastern Washington. I still don't think they have a quality win. I think they're going off of reputation. But just knowing the committee, I think they're going to put them in uh, just based on that. But I'm kind of hoping that uh, we see some magic out of UC Davis. Uh, you know, taking on Idaho beating them uh you know the way that they did phenomenal now they're taking on sacramento state it's a rivalry how sweet would it be if you're sacramento state to knock off your rival how sweet would it be to to ruin an undefeated season if you're uc davis that game the causeway classic is going to be absolutely amazing everyone's talking about college game day i don't understand what's the deal with all the fcs teams saying like oh it's great to have college game day who cares uh, it's great, but they they continuously don't know what they're talking about. I mean, when I when I turn on uh, even like the NFL announcers, it's like you guys weren't watching them when they were playing at Eastern Illinois. 
I was, and it's not, it's more so like, yeah, don't talk about that. Uh, you know, welcome one, come all in the FCS fandom, but don't come to Montana and act like you know, uh, you know, who Isaiah Fonse is, if you know, from Montana State. Don't ask, uh, don't act like you know who Tommy Malott is. We've watched these kids, we've seen them grow up, uh, you know, in front of our eyes as the FCS, and I, I just, I don't know, I, I have, uh, you know, it's cool that they're coming, it's cool that they're going to, to witness the Brawl of the Wild, which is a Super Bowl for Montana, uh, but uh, you know, there's going to be some other really great games uh, this weekend. Obviously, that UC Davis Sacramento State going to be phenomenal. So let's jump into this is Bracketology 4.0. This is our last iteration of Bracketology. So if I was on the committee, this is what I would be submitting. Obviously, notwithstanding auto bids, uh, as I kind of explained this, look, uh, it, you're you're going to need to take like a PhD level class to understand all of these rules. I mean, we have some leagues that are coin flip. Go on and look up the CAA rules and see if that makes sense. Well, if one team wins and another team w wins, then it goes to point differential. And if they have the same point differential, then it does this. And if it's this and then it's that. I mean, absolutely bananas. I mean, how hard is it to, to select this? Uh, I am in more. Fa I am in favor of uh, maybe smaller conferences that we don't have to have, uh, you know, a PhD in uh, in in the FCS playoffs in order to understand all of this. I mean, like UIW, uh, you only has one loss and, and doesn't technically quote unquote get the auto bid from Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana can be in, but uh, like they're not going to be a seed. But UIW could. I mean. Crazy, crazy stuff like this. And then you got the ASUN uh, whack mess. You have the OVC, uh, which, you know, is going to come down to a coin flip, I guess, if both teams win. And so if UT Martin wins the coin flip, then SEMO bumps somebody out that's on the bubble. Uh, kind of some nutty stuff. I mean, I love it. I think that's, uh, I, I've said it over and over again. Everyone wants college football to be perfect. No, the imperfections is what makes college football so adorable. Could you imagine if you are Fordham and you're on the bubble or you're Delaware or you're uh, a UC Davis, even if they lose, it's like they have the best losses and they have a really good win against the Idaho team. Could you imagine uh, then, then saying like, oh yeah, you know, um, we got knocked out because of a coin flip? I mean... I, bonkers, bonkers. UT Martin got the auto bid, so SEMO goes in as the at-large bid. I mean, conspiracy? Is the LVC going to be streaming it so we can ensure integrity? No, I kid, I kid. But uh, obviously, so for those of you who don't know, there's always an auto bid uh, for all of the conferences. Now, the, the ASUN and the WAC conference share it. They do kind of like a classic between the two, if you're want to, if you used to using that word where they play. Um, they kind of cross because neither, neither conference is big enough to host it. I don't understand why they should make the Southland part of the WAC or move New Mexico State into the WAC and really kind of beef up some of these conferences, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, each each conference will, will get one. So for South Dakota State, they'll win the, the, the auto bid. Uh, the first eight teams that they announce will have a buy that first weekend. Uh, they won't have to travel. There's also rules within travel. I believe that it has to be within a bus ride's distance for a playoff game, which makes it really difficult. A lot of the West Coast teams play Play the West Coast. You see a lot of the Northeast play the Northeast. A lot of the South play the South, and that's kind of nice for the first round. Um, it kind of breeds a little bit of a regionality, region rivals. Uh, I believe it's something like that. I think they ha they def they have a restriction on it um, as far as, as team travel and stuff like that. Except for Maine, a couple years ago, who was literally flying all over the country uh, back what 2018, I think is what it was, or 2017. 
flying all over the country, but didn't didn't matter to the, the main black bears knocking off uh, Weaver State in Ogden that year. But anyway, uh, there there's there's rules on that. So uh, as we kind of go through that, that's what this means. This is I, I'm not part of the committee, but this is the committee. If I was part of the committee, uh, understanding everything that I understand and the rules that I understand, this is what I would be submitting. It. I think there's some because that that's what they do. I, I am to react. I'm to have an opinion. I don't really. I do projections. I do predictions, but I'm not going to predict that because it's completely up to a handful of people. Uh, versus a game where it's like I can see trends and and you know this defense versus that defense. It's completely in the minds of the committee at this point. So we'll kind of go through the seeds. Like I said, top eight seeds. These are the seeds that I think are going to be getting a buy. Uh, even even you know with losses, I think these teams are. I think these are all a, a solid eight. Uh, we'll go through the auto bids and then we'll be going through the rest of the field who we think we're getting in or who we would be voting in if we had a vote. So one through eight, number one, uh, Sacramento State, two, South Dakota State, three, Montana State, four, North Dakota State, five, Weaver State, six, Sanford. First time up there. I think that they're going to knock off UIW, especially if they, they tie with Southeast Louisiana and Southeast Louisiana gets that auto bid, uh, quote unquote auto bid, right? As the, as that, uh, you know, the, the Southlands representation. I think both teams get in, um, but uh, this is the first time we've had Sanford up there. I think they've proven it. Uh, they are a very good football team. Uh, seven, William & Mary. Eight, Holy Cross. Obviously, notwithstanding uh, the William & Mary uh, showdown this weekend, they're taking on Richmond. Uh, Richmond, we've known as kind of an up-and-comer, so we'll definitely be keying in on that. Uh, for the auto bids, the A-Sun, I think it's going to be Eastern Kentucky. I think that Abilene Christian could make an argument. Uh, I don't really know all of the rules. It's very, very messy, very complex, but I think Eastern Kentucky will get it. OVC, I want to say that this is going to be SEMO. I think that... Uh, they take care of business. Uh, I think even if it comes to coin flick, I'm going to say Southeast Missouri will get the auto bid. Uh, out of the Big South, I'm actually going to mix it up a little bit. Gardner-Webb. You guys haven't looked up Gardner-Webb. They have played arguably the hardest schedule because they played like three FBS teams. Uh, Mercer, uh, which we at that time we thought that they were a, a playoff team. Uh, they could upset North Carolina a and I think that the Aggies, even though I predicted the Aggies at the very beginning of the season to win the Big South, I think that they do it. I'm just going to take a contrarian uh, take on it. I I think uh, Gardner Webb eats the dub, and uh, I think they they're going to be playing into the tournament. This is a playoff game, and uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, if it's not Gardner Webb, it'll be NCNT. Um, the NEC, I think uh, St. Francis has actually locked that one up. Pioneer, I'm going to go Davidson, even though I think it should be the Tommies of St. Thomas. D3 school making the jump. It's stupid. I know it's customary to make them hold out of the. Uh, the, the playoffs and stuff like that. I think it's like a two-year uh, postseason ban uh, in football, if I if I remember correctly. Four years in some other sports. But I think it's dumb, but they're doing it. So uh, I guess it is what it is. Next up, these are the teams that we're, we're looking at. They're going to be at large bids. Teams that we think that are good throughout the season that will be playing into a you know a, a, a playoff uh, spot or, or and and whatnot. So uh, here we go. We've got Richmond. I think they'll get an at-large bid. Idaho, uh, UIW. I, I moved them down a little bit. I, I think that the committee is going to look at the Southeast Louisiana loss uh, at a very it's just an ugly 
stance as that is one of the only good games that they've played. Uh, they've put up phenomenal numbers. It's not taking away UIW. This is what I think that the committee would do. I think there's an argument that Holy Cross, Sanford, William & Mary, if they win, obviously Richmond if they don't, or New Hampshire, uh, but a CAA team there being a little bit difficult, more of a difficult schedule. Again, uh, the Southland, I, I think, should just become part of the WAC. I think it'd be a lot more interesting. I understand that there's politics at play with both of those conferences, but um, I would prefer that. Uh, I just think that that UIW is going to be, you know, and Connor Ward's going to be sitting there. Um, I, I don't know. At large bid, they'll get the, the MRS. Uh, Southeast Louisiana will get the uh, the bid, right? If Southeast Louisiana does it, then then they get the auto the uh, an at large bid. Uh, coming in at, at uh, the next one up is is Furman. I think the Paladins played themselves into it. Uh, they've played very well, uh, barring an absolute uh, total meltdown this week, which I don't think they will. Uh, that right now they're second with wins over Chattanooga and Mercer and uh, a loss to Sanford by by just uh, seven points. So they're they're a good team. Their only other loss is, is to Clemson, thirty five to twelve. So they even played uh, the Tigers of Clemson tough. So uh, barring an absolute total mental breakdown against Wofford, uh, I think that they get in. Uh, they're going to be in the big dance, if you want to call it that. The next one I have is North Dakota. I, I do think that North Dakota has played themselves into it. Uh, this is a good team. Uh, I, I, I am a fan of the Fighting Hawks. Got some swag uh, from them. They do have a win against Youngstown State, which kind of puts them at bay. Their losses are to South Dakota State, uh, Southeast Louisiana, and Nebraska. So the SIU one's the only one that looks really ugly. And then if they do lose to North Dakota State, I don't think the committee holds it against them because North Dakota State traditionally is good on the road in the Fargo Gun Dome, yada, yada, yada. I think uh, they're, they're going to be in. Um, and then Montana, I think that they get in. Even though I've been really hard on Montana, uh, I want to. there's two scenarios because we haven't got to the last three in. If UC Davis loses, I think Montana takes a spot. If UC Davis wins, I think UC Davis gets it. And Montana's, you know, either first three or last three in, first three out kind of scenario. Um, Montana hasn't played anybody. And honestly, there's there's not... They've played well against good teams, I guess. But there's not... Uh, personally, I would rather watch a Fordham play than a Montana. I know you get with Montana. And Montana beats Montana State this weekend, which I don't think will happen. I think Montana State takes care of business uh, at home. I I believe that uh, I believe that you know, they, they get in I think again based on reputation. And personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that this is a good football team. I just don't think they're part of the elite squad that is the top five of the FCS. I just think they're good. They're adequate. They play well. Um, they beat the teams they're supposed to, but they, they don't have a signature win. Again, if I am a viewer, I would much rather watch that Fordham offense than Montana's. Um, I think Fordham's a lot more electric, but I do think Montana definitely has an argument uh, there, and so I want to put them there. And then Southeast Louisiana, I think, like I said, I I don't really know about the Southland. It's difficult. I am frustrated. I think that the I, again, I, I've I've advocated very much to have a czar or somebody over uh, college football to kind of iron out these things and just not give a flying fart about conferences and stuff like that and just say, you know what, Southland, you're, you're being part of the WAC or vice versa. WAC, no. You can, be, you can be a basketball conference, but in football, where you're with the Southland and you're not going to host football. Something. Um, you look at the losses, they only have losses to Louisiana, FAU, both FBS teams, and their losses to Texas A&M Commerce by three points. They did beat Incarnate 
scored 41 to 35. It was at home. It was early in the season, but I think they lock it up uh, with the with uh, a win. Uh, they are uh, taking on Nichols, uh, I believe it is on Thursday. So they'll know, uh, they'll be able to be, I believe they'll get the auto bid because they have that win over uh, Incarnate Word at the, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll know prior to that. And then, uh, so the last three in, this is who I think is going to get in. And I do have a little bit of bias. And then we'll talk about the first three out. Uh, number, the, the first one of the last three in, I think Delaware. Uh, again, I think Delaware's played themselves in to it. I think them, you know, Nolan Henderson being uh, being healthy definitely has an argument. You look at Delaware, you look at uh, what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, they do have wins. Um just pulling up their schedule. I mean, they have one over Rhode Island, which was which was really big at the time. Their losses are to William and Mary. Their losses to Elon and to Richmond. Uh, I think the Phoenix definitely Elon definitely has an argument to be put there as well, uh, with only losses to New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and uh, Vanderbilt. But uh, you know, they do have the win over William and Mary. They do have the head-to-head over Delaware. So I just think Delaware is just a little bit more uh, dynamic. I, I think that they get in. Uh, outside of that, that's just where I'm at. I think Long could definitely make an argument to be there, especially with the head-to-head. But I think Delaware is going to get it uh, with with all things considered uh, in the end. Uh, the next one I have is UC Davis. And again, this is all prefaced. I think UC Davis should get in no matter what. I, I really do. I think that they are a phenomenal football team. I think they've played a, a ridiculous schedule, uh, even with a loss. I mean, they have a very, very good victory over uh, a, an Idaho team who's absolutely flying right now. Uh, if they lose, I think Elon takes their spot. I think them and Delaware get in. Uh, if they, but I, I'm just saying, I'm projecting that I want them to win. I'm hoping that the committee looks at them. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's a catch twenty-two. I mean, they want you to play tough games, and then they slam in the door in your face. You would all you would be six and five, and I don't think you would get over Alon. I think Alon gets in with that, uh, but uh, you know what? Maybe a little bit of uh, big sky bias. Especially with UC Davis being five and two in the conference, six and four overall. I mean, like I said, absolutely gauntlet of a, of a beginning schedule. Cal, uh, South Dakota State, and and San Diego, who is traditionally a, a good uh, football team. And then uh, 24, again, projecting a little bit. I do want Fordham. I, I don't know if they're going to get in. I think they deserve to get in. They have a very fun, exciting offense. I think that it would play very well. I would love to see them, uh, Fordham, take on a Richmond or a New Hampshire. I don't know if those teams would be able to uh, would be able to compete with, with Fordham. Uh, Fordham's only loss... FCS loss is in overtime. Uh, you know, one play goes differently. They almost beat Ohio. Absolutely bogus call at the end of the game. Fordham should have beat Ohio with an FBS win. Uh, I think you look at that and you're saying, okay, yeah, maybe the Pioneer or the Patriot League is not as good as the the CAA or not as good as, as you know, all these other conferences. I think they're going to get left out. I, I've been advocating for Fordham all year. This is a really fun football team. Uh, I don't know if it will be the same next year. I think this is the year you got to give them a shot. If not, it, it, it is what it is. They'll be last year's Mercer, which I thought Mercer should have got a shot last year. It is what it is. Like I said, Elon, uh, definitely. Um, I have them as the first team sitting out. Uh, again, projecting a little bit. I think they'll get in, uh, in in the last three, but we'll see what happens with the Causeway Classic and uh, 
and then with uh, Fordham. But um, like I said, projecting a little bit, we got Alon coming in as one of the first three out, which I think they'll get in. Uh, I'm just, you know, mixing it up a little bit. Number two, I have Youngstown State. Number three, we have Mercer. Uh, for Rhode Island, if you want to throw out another one. Uh, I, I, there, there's some really interesting teams. There's some really interesting uh, bids. Uh, I do think this is kind of... Uh, Whereas I think Chattanooga, uh, I believe I left, I left them out as well. I think they'll get in uh, as well, even though there are three. I think it, I think the SoCon could get three in if Mercer beats Samford. That's when it's going to get absolutely insanity. Um, that would be a really good win for them. Uh, we'll see what happens. This is kind of what I, just what I'm projecting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see as as the season rolls out. This last week of the season, uh, definitely teams can can still make some pl- some moves up and down. Alon's the only one that can't with a buy this last week. Kind of interesting that they did what they did. Like I said, UC Davis, uh, Sacramento State, Montana, Montana State, be great. North Dakota State, North Dakota, uh, uh, William and Mary against Richmond will be a phenomenal game. Uh, and then uh, as you as you look forward, uh, even uh, Furman, uh, you got to see what they do. And then uh, the other team that I forgot to, to mention also is is UT Martin. What do you do with UT Martin if they win it? Because uh, that could be that could be stealing one from a Delaware, uh, from a in a lawn from a UC Davis, uh, from a Chattanooga. The, the, those kind of scenarios could be could be played out, and and, and I am here for it. Uh, but here we go. That that's been uh, our final edition of Bracketology. I think that. Uh, you know, obviously, there's, there's, you can make a million of these uh, as you project what's going on. Uh, on Sunday, we will be recording. Uh, we won't be doing live, but we will be doing a recording uh, for the selection to see who will be playing where, uh, our instant reaction, and then we might just do an instant reaction one and then a prediction one. So maybe we'll be doing two next week uh, as we kind of prepare for the first round and then uh, what what the what the path looks forward. Uh, but I don't think that I think the top five have separated themselves from the rest of the FCS. I don't think uh, you know going forward that 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 uh, an at large team could make a run. But you never know. It's the playoffs. It's a one game. It's a one off game, and anything can happen. So this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Continue to support the channel. We love it. It's growing. It's it's the podcast is it's it's awesome doing this for for. Th- uh, what four years now? I think this is, we're finishing up our fourth uh, season, 2019, uh, COVID 2021, and this is our 2022 season. So, four years of this podcast. It, it continues to grow year over year. Uh, we're seeing big spikes. We appreciate you guys. Continue to f- tell your family and friends about us. Uh, we will be here. Uh, uh, be ready to listen to it on Monday uh, as we go over uh, all of the the instant reaction to the the. Uh, the playoff. So stay tuned and keep the ball rolling.